time. It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block, and across the world with award-winning journalist, author, speaker, educator, and host, Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts. And just this past year, the Cat Writers Association awarded Arden the coveted President's Award, given exclusively to the best of the best. Arden is driven to live her motto, bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snuggle up with your favorite fur baby, because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at tevrapet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A pet.com. And Perniture Cat Furniture. Quality cat furniture. Online at perniture.com. That's P-U-R-R-N-I-T-U-R-E.com. What's up, pet pals? Welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, our special guest today puts the capital G in global. She is a major champion for pets. She's here today to unleash some tips on how to safely travel and maybe even relocate to another place in the world with your VIP. That's very important pet. Please give pause and applause to the president of World Pet Travel, Angela Passman. Welcome to the show, Angela. Well, thank you, Arden. I appreciate that. All right. Um, where am I calling you from? Where I'm in Dallas. Where are you based? Where are you right now? Because I know your your passport is stamped in full. Oh, right at this moment, I'm in Kentucky, but I hang my hat in Dallas most days. Oh, okay. All right. We'll go get some coffee together sometime. That's absolutely, awesome. absolutely. You, you know, I'm so glad that you're on the show because. COVID sidelined many, many people, and people are getting the bug to travel. But I also think that we have formed a pretty nice connection with our dogs and cats and other companion animals. And there's always that wishful thinking, I wish I could bring my dog, my cat on a trip, or you get a job of a lifetime, but it's halfway around the world. Personally, I would never be able to take a job and not be able to take my pets with me. So I want you to rewind the tape 25 years or so ago, because this is when you started World Pet Travel. And it had to do with something, a travel incident for you in Costa Rica, correct? That is correct. So tell us what happened. What's What was the story? Because you say you wouldn't consider anything without your pets. 25 years ago, my husband came to me and said, hey, we've got a job offer in Costa Rica. How do you feel about that from the U.S.? And I said, well, that's great. Can I take the animals? He said, don't you care about the children? Well, of course I care about the children. (laughs) But the animals have to be able to go or I won't go. And so we set the wheels in motion and hired a um, pet transportation company to assist us. And and let me interject on that, because 25 years ago, everybody, you know, we didn't have our smartphones. We we didn't have a lot of things that we just swipe and find. So it probably was even hard for you to find a company like that, right? It was. It was. 
Um, it turns out it didn't go quite as well as planned. And oh. because of that, everyone arrived safe. Everyone arrived alive. Just the planning and the logistics of it were a little wonky. Well, very wonky. <laughs> so, yeah, you can say it. You can say big wonky on the air. Yeah. <laughs> big wonky. <laughs> Uh, we were we were grateful that the animals all arrived li- alive and well. And at that point, I decided that I needed to start looking into a way to do it less stressful for families than what we went through. It was one of the most stressful things that I've ever been through, and I don't want that for anyone. So no, I and I, I so who did I know you have kids? Shout out to them. What kind and how many pets did you relocate to Costa Rica? Oh, Arden. Four dogs, (laughs) four cats, two birds, three small children. Wow. And your husband. Uh, And my husband, yeah. (laughs) How long were you there with his job? We were there for five years. And then you had to move back, right? But the move back went very smoothly. I organized the move back and everything just went right along methodically. It was it was a great experience coming back because I had a little experience doing it myself. When I was in Costa Rica, I started helping other people coming in and out of the country. So I had a system in place. Uh, well, it sounds out. like I don't know what you were doing. Were you a brain surgeon beforehand? This kind of led you to this career, right? It did. It did. What were I you did doing? Before? I did oh, real okay. estate prior to this. Um, so it, when we transferred to Costa Rica, of course, I couldn't do that anymore. So I went into helping families move their kids to schools. When we moved to Costa Rica, we didn't have any help with um, finding schools, finding real estate, finding anything like that. So I, I formed my company down there as Guardian Angels Costa Rica. And then I, I like joined. That. Then I joined IPADA, which is International Pet and Animal Transportation Association, and doors started opening up. We started being able to help more people because it's a network of pet shippers that's been around since 1979. So that really helped. So I want to make sure people know what you just said. It is the International Pet and Animal Transportation Association. What What's the website so that people can check it out? IPADA.org. Okay, IPADA.org. I didn't realize they've been around since the late 70s. Wow. 79 is when they came into being. Yep. And then when did you create World Pet Traveler? Worldpettravel.com. We started in 2007 when we came back to the States. So we had Guardian Angels in Costa Rica, but then we incorporated worldpettravel.com when we came back stateside. You know, I'm thinking about your career. You, you know, one of the biggest things you can buy in your life is a home. And and you were a real estate agent. But I put my money on the most priceless asset you could have is what? A pets. Pet. Yeah. So look at, you went from houses to heaven with fur and fins and bird wings, right? <laughs> Now, it started out as, as a hobby, and I never really intended it to become a business as it has. But I'm very thankful that it has because I get to help more people now. Um, we help people all around the globe, as does IPADA, helps people all around the globe. We've got a network of pet shippers in nice. countries. Yeah. Uh, so it makes life 
a lot more manageable when you get ready to move a pet. Well, you also uh, had a little time with uh, behind the keyboard. Um, tell everybody about the book you wrote, how they can get their paws on it. And you can, for the folks uh, tuning in on YouTube, they can see it. Uh, I wrote Fly With Me, Relocating Abroad with a Furry Family Member. Uh, it just came out in August. You can buy it on Congratulations. Amazon. Thank you. It tells about several of our stories where people have moved with their pets uh, and didn't plan so well, how it came out good in the end. And then some of our clients that did manage it right from the beginning and everything came out well. So now there's a cutie pie on the cover. Can you tell the 411 to our listeners who the who the star of the book cover of Fly With Me is? That is Minnie Cooper. He is 13 years old now and he has run from the neighborhood. So I don't know where he went or I would introduce him myself. What kind of dog is Minnie Cooper? I love that. <laughs> he is a, a long haired chihuahua. Oh, my gosh. All right. Does he know he's famous? Uh, he does. <laughs> and how many places has he traveled to? He's been to guess? several countries. Uh, he's probably been to a handful of different countries. Name a few. Uh, Spain, Italy. Wow. wow. Germany, Costa Rica, of nah. course. <laughs> Well, we're talking with uh, Angela Passman. She is the president of World Pet Travel. When we come back from the break, we're going to learn. She's going to give us some tips because some of us want to take our pets with us or we have to relocate. And I'm hoping she can give us some do's and don'ts. So sit, stay. We'll be right back. This is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Pets, they're incredible. And I'll bet you your pet is the most incredible. Yeah? So why not tell us about it? Or better yet, show us. If you have an incredible pet, and we know you do, our email address is flllpetpals at gmail.com. Who knows? Maybe your incredible pet will become the next four-legged life sensation. Remember, flllpetpals at gmail.com. Were you hanging out right here while we were gone waiting for us to get back? (laughs) I knew you would. Welcome back to uh, Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're talking with Angela Passman. She is the president of World Pet Travel. And there are a lot of times uh, we want or need to take our pets with us out of the United States because of a job offer or we were on. Let's make a deal and we want a two-week trip to uh, Belize or something. You know, you want to do that. So I know there's a lot to know, but you wrote the book, Fly With Me. It just came out, everybody. Check it out on Amazon. Angela, uh, let's talk about somebody that needs to relocate. What are some a few do's and don'ts you could offer to make it a sane, safe trip? for you and your your pals that maybe bark, meow, chirp, whatever? That's a very good question, Arden. Um, The first thing they need to do is reach out to a pet travel specialist, someone through ipata.org to find the pet shipper in their area to help them organize the logistics of the move. Um, The iPata member, like myself, is going to have Mm -hmm. um, 
access to different country representatives as well to find out what the import or export requirements are for the country that someone is going to. So that's the best way to start the process is to hook up with a pet shipper. Okay. A pet and shipper. and when they're with IPATA.org, I just wanted to get that those alphabet soup letters out. That means they have to have certain things in order to be a member because you mentioned years ago uh you kind of got it was not a fun experience so now there's an organization in place and members have to uphold certain standards right we do we've all been trained we've all been we're all trained in live animal regulations which is oh, wow it's a thick book she's holding up everybody oh no yeah. Yeah. live animal regulations by iata international air transportation association so we've all been trained in that, which teaches us more than just your average put a dog on a plane rule, teaches us how to yeah. do it. So you have well, to pass and, and, and that book is great, but you're in a business that is always evolving. So don't you always have to check because there may be a new law in a certain oh, yes. custom in a country? Can you give Absolutely. an example of that? Absolutely. Well, we have several pets going to Europe and to London, for example. And even though we do this on a regular basis, several times a week, every single time we reach out to our representative in those countries, we ask, has anything changed? Good. We should know about before we get ready to move these, these VIPs. So <laughs> I like that very important pet. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, um, all right. You, you mentioned London. So we speak the same language, um, and uh, and you think it's going to be a jolly good time for the pet. But what what is a, a few things to consider? Let's say you get transferred to London, and you got to bring your let's say a big dog and a cat. So give us the scenario. What would you do to help me out? Okay, the first thing we would do is uh, examine their vaccination records to see where they good. stand in vaccinations. Um, that would be number one priority. Secondly, we would look into what travel kennels they have. Are they are they acclimated to the travel kennels? Is it the right size? Can they stand up, turn around, stretch out in the kennel? If they can't, if their ears touch the top of the kennel, they don't have two to three inches of headroom. Travel kennel is unacceptable. So, oh, okay. So if you have uh, Kona ears, my dog's a terrier mix, and she's got them standing up high and tall or like a German shepherd, that's good to know. Because why is that? You've got to have that kind of ability to turn around, right? It's for airflow, actually, so that they oh. can have enough airflow in the kennel. you got them crammed up to the sides of the kennel. There's not enough airflow in the kennel. So we need okay. a minimum of two to three inches of headroom all the way around the kennel. So, wow. Okay. That's a good one. Keep going. I'm getting ready to get my t tickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, we would need to know. So for instance, for London, when you're arriving in London, when you're going to London to determine whether or not it would be a commercial or non-commercial move. Uh, oh. if, if you're traveling within five days of the pet, it's considered non-commercial, which makes life a little bit easier and less expensive. If you're going after the five days your pet is going on their own, it becomes a commercial move. So oh. for, a, for commercial move, documents are very um, regimented. They have to be done within 48 hours instead of 10 days. There's there's quite a bit more to it when you go commercial. So would the pet be 
housed at some sort of a, a boarding facility while you get reconnected with the, the dog or cats? Well, hopefully you'll be able to keep your dog or cat with you until time to go. Then we'll pick, after everything has been done, we'll pick up your pets, put them on the airline for a direct or a connecting flight, depending on where you're located. Uh, and the only boarding that would be done is if they had a connection and they might be in Germany or in Amsterdam or in, well, they wouldn't be in London if they're going to London for a layover, but they would have a five yeah. or six hour layover. Now, I know my cat Casey, the orange tabby. He's like Superman on Kegels. I mean, he can hold it for a while, but let's talk bathroom because that's a concern. You know, what happens? How do they get a chance to be able to, to pee and poo? <laughs> well, if they have a layover, they take them out of their kennels and put them into a large area. I believe it's about six by eight. I mm -hmm. want to think it's pretty good size. Um, it's bigger in some pet hotels than others, but they let them out with paper and allow them to relieve themselves and to get some water. We don't want them to eat before the flight, though, because they okay. that's good to know. Aspirating. So, and the other thing that's really important is when they land, we don't want to immediately let them eat and drink everything they want to. It'll give them an upset tummy, often cause them to get sick. Do so, you ever wonder if um, they get jet lag, too? Oh, they definitely do. They definitely do. That's why we don't want to give them food and water in large amounts right after they land. Give them a little bit of time. Just like us, when we get off a plane, we're dehydrated. We don't go drink a gallon of water, even if that's what we want, because we know it's not good for us. Do You definitely have to make sure they're updated, you said, on all their vaccinations. And I'm assuming, praying, please, too, that they are parasite-free. You know, they've got some preventative for fleas and ticks. So there's a lot of, like, paperwork, right, that that dog, cat, or what other pet has to, has to verify. Most definitely. Going into London, parasite treatment is required. Um, not all countries require it. But when you do your health exam, the veterinarian is supposed to examine and make sure that the pet does not have any external parasites. So that is part of the process. Many countries do require it, um, mm -hmm. uh, treatments before departure. So they kind of keep that from happening. Um, not all countries. I like that. Hey, um, everyone, we're speaking with uh, Angela Passman. She's the president of World Pet Travel. We're going to find out some more situations after we take this quick break. So sit, stay, get that luggage packed. We'll be right back. This is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And now you never have to miss not even one second of any episode. Why? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. <laughs> Bringing out the best in pets and their people, this is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Yep, that's me, Arden Moore. And we're, we're talking with Angela Passman from World Pet Travel. We're doing a London example. So um, we're being careful. They have, I'm doing the checklist for, with you. 
They're up to date on their vaccines. They're parasite free. No big meal for a bon voyage for your beagle and uh, easy go when they come out to be able to have a little water or food, but not, uh, you know, a smorgasbord. Uh, what other things? I mean, people worry and the weather has a lot to do with it. Where are these pets in? Are they in the belly of the plane? Where, where and are they in a, you know, going in British airways in the belly or are they on a, a on a non-commercial? What, what kind of how do we get them across the pond? Why do you ask that? Uh, there's actually <laughs> ways you can transport a pet. You can transport them in cabin. You can transport okay. excess baggage. Or you can transport them as manifest cargo, which is the way that we move pets as manifest cargo. This way they travel on their own ticket. They're in a pressurized and temperature controlled area of the plane within 10 degrees of the passenger compartment. Oh, um, cool. It's dimly lit. So honestly, they sleep. Um, they sleep throughout the journey. It's not as stressful as one would think. It's kind of like I saw an airplane. Close your eyes. People be quiet and let's take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Amen, sister. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that I never knew the term. Would you call that manifest what? Manifest cargo. Okay. What should they have in with them? We know to pack our passports. We know to pack our, you know, extra pair of underwear and all that. What are some must bring for the pet? What should the pet's luggage look like? Well, in their travel kennel, all they should have is some bedding. They should have okay. two absorbent material in their bed. No toys, no treats, no special activities for them to do while they're in the flight. Uh, we need to keep them quiet and sedate while they're sleeping. And when I say sedate, I don't mean tranquilized. We don't sedate Thank animals. you. We yeah, I, I, I remember from talking to veterinarians, we think we may be doing something good to give them a, a tranquilizer, but that makes them, your word, wonky. And then they don't have their bearings. And uh, so they're, they're, I think I'm so glad you, you, you pointed that out because we're not drugging the pets and having them travel across the pond, right? Right. Not and I can just see them getting with a toy or something else. And as a pet first aid instructor, I'm like, uh, no, that's called <laughs> choking, choking. And so you're trying to keep them safe, quiet, and sleepy. Right. Yes. Yeah. And they can get their favorite squeaker when they get back off the plane. It's a good treat when they arrive. Yeah. We haven't talked about the elephant in the room, De Niro. I'm assuming it's not like two dollars to take your your dog with you to a new job in Europe, but you can budget. I don't know how how do people handle the finances of that? Is there a little payment plan or do there is there a tiered kind of a pricing situation well it depends on where you're going and how large your pet is okay uh, that's true <laughs> it could be it could be two thousand dollars it could be ten thousand dollars depending on where you're going how many you're taking and what what services you require we have some clients that want us to handle everything that obviously is going to be on the higher tier of pricing. We have clients that want to do as much as they can on their own, less expensive, of course. Um, it is it is costly. It's more than your ticket is going to be. I can guarantee that. Well, see, that's good to let people know because they got to budget that. No, I like that. Um, I mean, can you give me a couple of examples? You had your book, Fly With Me, 
and you've told some stories. Can you share uh, a, a good one <laughs> or, or one that almost went off the rails but came back? Oh, absolutely. We had uh, Tara and Tony who went to Japan and they had, as often as the case, sold everything. They were at the airport with their animals. They got up to the ticket counter and the ticket agent says, I need to see your import permit. They said, import permit? What do you mean import permit? We have all of our documents. Can we get that when we get to Japan? Unfortunately not. But the oh, ticket no. agent. The ticket agent gave them our contact information. They had to go because he was military. They had to go. We kept the dog and cat, Harley and Munchkin. We kept them <laughs> for about two weeks. It was a Munchkin cat too, which is pretty funny. Oh, those are cool. Yeah, yeah. The short stubby legs. Yeah. Right. So we kept the animals for approximately two weeks, acquired for the imp acquired the import permits. Oh, no. Military, you didn't have to wait 40 days. So we were able to get them over there within a couple of weeks and it turned out well. Now, of course, because they didn't hire a pet shipper on the front end, it was more costly than they had anticipated because they had yeah. to come in and save the day, so to speak. We have Wow. Several that would be scary. I mean, I've traveled with my, my dog and my cat in the United States on a plane. In fact, my cat, pet safety cat, Casey, he's been to 13 states by plane to teach pet first aid, but fortunately he's a long lean purring machine and he gets to be in his carrier in front of me in the cabin. Um, I adopted Kona, my terrier mix of 35 pounds. When I was visiting friends back in my, where I lived in Oceanside, California, I live in Dallas and I had to bring Kona on the belly of the plane. And I'm telling you, I was so nervous until I saw her kennel come through and I know there's a lot of anxiety. Um, any, anything you do to help reassure the person because our pets smell our emotional states and uh, you want that reunion to be a nice, happy, stable <laughs> connection. Right. As, as odd as this may sound, it's better if you turn your pet over to an individual to assist you with this because okay. you, they do smell your pheromones. They do smell your anxiety and it makes them more anxious. So if you turn them over to a pet shipper or to another individual to take care of the airplane part of it, they'll arrive much calmer than they would if you did. Yeah. So, and like, you know, you don't go, it's okay. Everything's okay. <laughs> And the dog's like, oh, no, I should have upgraded to first class. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, another question, because I want to get another story, but this is a big one. Because a quarantine, you know, years ago, there were a lot more uh, countries with major long quarantines. What's going on in 2023 for pets that are relocating with their, their humans in the world? Quarantines are not as common today as they were 25 years ago in some countries. Okay. Uh, now, Australia has recently extended their quarantine from 10 days to 30 days. Oh. Uh, London does not have, England, Europe does not have quarantine. Depending upon where you're going will dictate whether or not you have a quarantine. You go to Singapore, to Kuala Lumpur, you're going to have a brief you're going to have a brief Does Hawaii still require a, a quarantine? 
They do not. They require vaccinations on this end before they take off, but then they no longer require the quarantine. And I may have misspoken. Years ago, there was more quarantine than there is now. Okay. No, you you did. Yeah. But so what what happens? Can you visit your pets? Should you visit your pets when they're being quarantined? Or does that add to their stress like mama's leaving? Why isn't she taking? I mean, what, what do you suggest? My own personal opinion, I don't believe that you should visit them while they're in quarantine because it gets them upset. They go off their feet again and where yeah. they settle down in quarantine, they're okay. They don't like it, but they're settled down and they're in a in a mode. Whereas when you go in yeah. and you see mama, oh no, I'm going to die and just <laughs> leave me again. Yeah, then, I can just, that would add years to my pet's life. I know that. Hey, we're speaking with uh, Angela Passman. She's the president of World Pet Travel. We're going to wrap up this show after we take this break because there's some other stories she needs to tell. So sit, stay. We'll be right back. Hey, pet pals, welcome back to the Arden Moore Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I want you all to have your pets earn their little airplane wings in a safe, sane manner. And that's why we have our guest, Angela Hessman, on the show. She's the president of World Pet Travel. And from one author to another, please check out Amazon. Fly With Me is the name of her book. And it just came out a few months ago. So please check it out. In the book, you're you you're sharing some stories. So we we heard the first one with the let's let's hear another one. You got one. Share. I'm ready. I'm listening. I'm all so ears. <laughs> I've got so many. We had a dog. A, it was a pug actually in Paris pug. several years a ago. Pug in Paris. There's the next title of your book, Angela. Paris. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and this little pug was named Willow. Willow couldn't travel because Willow was quite the chunky monkey when they originally wanted to move her. Now, normally weight is not an issue, but for brachiocephalics, pugs, snub-nosed and dogs. Let's say, say fancy term for pushed-in snouts. And there's pugs, there's the Frenchy bulldog, there's boxers, there's pitsus. That's how I say it. Pitsus. You know, yeah, they have a little less uh, efficiency in breathing when things get a little hot and all, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. So our little willow was quite the chunky monkey, as I was saying. We had to pull a few <laughs> pounds off of her it's for her own safety. She went to see a cardiologist in Paris to make sure she was fit to fly. Wow. Uh, it was it was kind of a big deal. Um so she ended up flying from Paris to San Francisco when her final destination was Houston because it was cool. And in the oh. summertime, you can't fly into Houston with a pug or a brachiocephalic. Houston, we have a brachiocephalic problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, no, that's, that's real. Keep going because I'm intrigued. She flew from Paris to San Francisco, and then we took her by ground down to her daddy in Houston and they were happily reunited. Everything went smooth as silk after we got those couple of pounds off of her. Wow. And it also brings up the point of the weather. And that really is a factor, right? Can you expand on that? Absolutely. Um, the temperature, generally, we like to keep it under 85. There are some airlines that will transport animals when the temperature is over 85, but not brachiocephalics. 
And it's okay because they're never out in the elements other than two okay. or three minutes when they're getting on the plane. They're okay. carried pressure, they're carried in temperature controlled vehicles from the cargo facility to the airplane. So they don't have they're not subject to the elements as you would think. Okay. Now, so I'm glad that Willow made it. Um what about, you know, there's all these forms you're getting arranged with somebody like yourself, uh, a world pet travel. And I'm about to take a trip with my oldest sister, Karen, on a nine day trip to London and Paris. And I'm finding myself saying, hmm, do I do insurance or not? Well, let's say I'm moving to London. What's your pros and cons? Should we consider pet insurance? for travel? And if so, what, what's some things we should be looking for? The, I don't believe so. The level of incidence is so low that um, there's two, what was it? 22 million animals that fly every year. Yeah. Quite a few. And the rate of the incident level is considerably low. Um, it's like zero point something, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> zero point something. I'm sorry. I used to have that statistic. I don't have it right now. Um, That's all right. But something that's very important, uh, which we haven't mentioned, is the fit to fly certificate. Oh, okay. Health what is that? That's to determine that they have no contagious diseases. They're actually fit to fly. It's an export health certificate. So, for instance, Willow leaving Paris, she couldn't pass her fit to fly exam because she was too heavy and her breathing was too labored. So... That was the reason we had to get her down a few pounds into a little bit better shape. She Did was she do so a obese. treadmill. Was she? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> she was so obese. We had to send her to a cardiologist to determine what. Yeah, we were that's gonna scary. Do. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. But the well, fit to I'm, fly I, well, fit to fly is very very important. Um, do you ever get to uh, help celebrities with their pets, even if they're on their own private? Uh, uh, Planes, I'm sure there's still requirements as you're going into another country. There are still requirements. And IPADA works with quite a few celebrities. Um, we we do different different representatives in different areas of the country and abroad work with celebrities. So, uh, yes. So do. if Lady Gaga wants to fly with her Frenchies, she should call a group, a member of the IPATA. To, to kind of score that with their pets, right? Absolutely. A good example of someone not doing that. You may remember the story a few years ago about Johnny Depp took oh. his took his Yorkshire Terrier into Australia without any, on his private jet without any documentation, without any preparation for going. And he almost landed in jail as a result of that. The dogs right. had, uh, yeah, it was something. So even the celebrities need to reach out to an iPad admin member to find out if they're meeting the requirements. When's the last time you fle- flew international or have you with your pets or was it just when you moved, you don't really travel with them just to take a vacay? Well, last week I flew to Dallas with Cooper. The week prior, I flew to Paris with uh, an individual's pet that they wanted me to nanny to Paris. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the other part I wanted to ask you. Being a pet nanny, what is that? We just take the, we make sure that the documentation is in order for the pet, of course. And then we take them in cabin. Now, this is only smaller pets that can fit right. into this. 
Yeah, um, I'm I'm sorry that all you um you know uh, uh, Bernie's Mountain Dogs you know that doesn't work. You need the little dogs or cats that can turn around and they meet the standard to be in the cabin. So pet nanny that could be a kind of a fun gig, right? Well, I went to Paris, so yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> You know, you you think about taking that cat out in the in the airport to go to screen their baggage, their carrier. Oh, yeah. Just What's your they, tips? Uh, if you've got a cat, always go to a closed in. Always take have them take you to a closed in area. I've done it, and my cats are on a harness with a leash, and so when we have to do that, which is because cats have flexible spines, claws, teeth, and they're like, oh heck no. I'm not staying here. Uh, Attitudes. um, That helps a little bit. And I tell people when you hand the cat to the person screening, never hand it so the cat's face is in that person's face. Switch and turn. It's like a huddle. You know, it's like you're you're doing a handoff and you you switch it. What do you think of that? Because I did lose. I had a cat once named Zeke before I was smart and the cat flew out of my arms and ran into the little store past the security. I think he was shopping for some water or something. And I'm running through the screening with a team of security people because I'm trying to catch my damn cat who's flew in and we were able to get her. Never again. My heart. That's that's why they have that special closed in area for you. You take it, go into this little room closet more like. And they close the door and you take the cat out. I like that. Scan the carrier and come back. Even the harnesses, we've heard of cats slipping out of the harnesses because they are so freaked out. So (laughs) they're mimble. Hey, we just have a few seconds left. I've really, really enjoyed you being on the show, Angela. Any last tip you want to say or a message you want to say to folks? Reach out to iPada if you're making a move. Definitely reach out to iPada to find someone in your area that can assist you. If you don't reach and out, if to you're in your area, they go to worldpettravel.com, correct? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> hey, um, that's it for our show today. I want to give a special thanks to Angela Passman of World Pet Travel. I, I learned a lot from you today. We can go on your website because I, I sniffed around and there's a lot of great information. She has a book, Fly With Me. I think the bottom message is be prepared and know that traveling with your pet relocating is going to be a challenge, but it is doable, right? Absolutely. (laughs) And I want to give a shout out to our wonderful sponsors, Furniture, Furniture Store, Furniture.com, and Tevra, the makers of products to keep happy, healthy pets, TevraPet.com. And hey, if you're at Tevra Pet at checkout, include Arden23. I also want to thank all you stations coast to coast who are airing our four-legged live show. And of course, you pet pals for tuning in. Uh, You can check out all the shows and more, fourleggedlife.com. And until next time, this is your host, Arden Moore, saying to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there, pause up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch full-length video versions of our guest interviews, our website is fourleggedlife.com. That's fourleggedlife.com. And have a pawsome week.